All right, there we go. All right, cool. Hello. Hello. Will, how's it going? How are you doing? Good. Welcome. What's up, fellas? How you doing? All right. All right. Welcome to the Nirvana Podcast, Will. We have uh you're our, you're our honored guest today. Uh we have Chonzo and Jamil here, co-hosts as well for the show. Uh man, we'll just I'm trying to remember when we first met because I feel like I've know we've known each other our entire lives. Like I remember I remember I think like we met like gosh, like your parents came out of Florida. I think you were still like a baby. Yeah. Or something like yeah. that. Yeah. It was some it's, time it's been ago. a minute, man. Yeah, we've so Will, Will and I have uh, been, uh, you know, I guess, uh, I guess we just I call it cousins, you know what I mean? Because we've been trying to show for so long in life. So that's accurate, yeah, man. But uh, but yeah, so we brought Will on the show today to talk about uh, his uh, his uh, short film he just dropped, uh, 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 Century versus Syndicate, and uh, I really first, I mean, first and foremost, the opening shot like had me. Uh, I was gonna jump right into it. That shot with the fist. Blood dripping from the fist. I was like, "Yeah." I said, "I don't know what just happened, but I'm, I'm in." Like you, you got my attention from that one shot. Uh, music was fire. Definitely loved it. Um, those are things that just immediately jumped out that I really gravitated towards. Uh, That's awesome. I could go on. I'm. I'm. I don't. I don't want. I, I go on about what you. But like I said, I know you're definitely. I know I felt the vibe where you like kind of did like because I know you're an anime guy like myself as well. So I, I got a little bit of that cowboy bebop esque vibe from it. And I was like, "Yeah, I could feel that coming through." Uh, and it's going to be really, really excited to 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 know, watch you work and watch you work with uh, people that look like us putting that uh, product out there. So that's man, kudos to you. And was uh, was your pops a voiceover or something like that? Was that that, that I missed? Did your dad? Uh, do oh some yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Was, he was in there. Yeah, about to say, about to, okay, about to say yeah, about to say yeah. I, I thought I recognized that. Okay, cool, cool. That's what's <laughs> up, man. That's awesome. So you know, put putting all out there. But uh, I'm gonna let my guys jump in and you know and share their thoughts and stuff too. Awesome. Great to meet you guys. Hey, nice, to nice to meet you, too. Uh, you had me as the digital, like, it was really cool how you did the digital thing where it showed up the screen and then it kind of, like, opened up. And then, I, of course, I couldn't help but smile when you made the uh, living single reference. I was like, nice. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I was, I was hoping I would get a few people with that. Yeah, that was really oh. nice. Now, now I feel like I'm showing my age because I remember when those episodes first came on. I'm like, okay, you know, hey, not at all. It's it's still streaming places. Uh, yeah. I, don't you, I don't know if you guys have a Pluto TV or like Tubi. Yeah, like they they got channels for for autumn classics. Yeah. Um. I last I saw it, it was on Hulu, but that was about two years ago when it first came out. So you know things moved from stream to stream. So I'm not sure where it's at now. Right. But I I did binge watch the whole series. Um, you know, when it first came out on Hulu. So yeah, that that, that the Khadija James, Khadija don't need you, you know. You know? <laughs> mm -hmm. Man, that was uh Ride the Maverick with Max. That was my yeah, that was my girl oh, on that show. Yeah, she was yo, ride the ride the Maverick with Max. I was like, she, I still remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah she, she, work, she, work. she killed that. Mm -hmm. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh man. Um so I like you uh, yeah, I had some stuff too, man. I, I really liked it too. I think it was really cool because there were some references. I don't know if you took from them, but I I felt like the opening scene, like the way it kind of like zoomed out, like like kind of opened up and there was like that music. To me, it felt like it was like I was playing a game of like Metroid Prime or something like that. Like right when it, mm. it's like the music was kind of hitting, 
And then you're just like, okay, like what's going on? Like I thought that was really cool. And then like the other thing that kind of threw that kind of made me smile was the the portal. Like when he reached in the portal to grab the guns, and I was like, dude, that's oh, that was cool. That was very cool. much like Portal the game. And yeah. I love Portal Two. Love Portal Two. Play the heck out of that game. So to me, I was like, I, I hope he took from that because that was really cool. And the, the whole trivia aspect of that was cool. Um, I well, I haven't done trivia in a while, but um, love trivia. Um, we do it at work. Um, from time to time, just you know, in our downtime, but you know, for him to like ask those kind of questions and stakes are high, and I was like, this is kind of dope. I, I like this, so it was definitely right up my alley. And I liked, you know, kind of you know, piggybacking on Luke, um, Luke's thoughts about like you know, putting people more like us into the film. I mean, that was cool, and like the Blade Runner aspect because I love Blade Runner, but like, there's not a lot of black people in Blade Runner, so <laughs> right. I mean, there's not I, a lot of black people in sci-fi in general. So, like, not I, really. <laughs> I'm a sci-fi guy. Like, that's one of my favorite genres. So, like, I'm I'm one of those uh, those cats who's always just like, well, like, come on, where are we at? Like, there's got to yeah. be black people in the future too. All these like uh, futuristic worlds. Um, so I love I love projects where I can uh, create a world or a space like that where, you know black people have their own stories within within those rounds and you know all people of color you know um mm -hmm. and um i'm glad that you really liked the portal because the portal was uh yeah. was something that i had really i i knew i wanted to do from when i first started like storyboarding this this project um and it was an effect that i wasn't sure if i was going to be able to do just because of uh time constraints that we had on set like during the shoot um, we kind of ran out of time towards the end. So when we did that, that uh, big shootout sequence, um, you know, we were kind of on a time crunch and rushing through it. Um, but, you know, after several hours, I was able to finesse it and, and make it work. Yeah. And that was one of my like my like my must haves are like at the top of my wish list for things to be able to do. And I'm like so happy that that we were able to make it work. So, yeah, thank you. it was. I appreciate yeah. that. Dude, it was dope. And I think the other thing, and I for me it was a little thing, but I liked how like when they were, you know, having their discussion, their back and forth, like, you know, blips of like information would like show up like and he he'd like sit there and read, Oh yeah, your parents were killed, blah, blah, blah. You know, and I was like, that's cool. Cause like in our real life, that's kind of what we do. Like, you know, if I were sitting across from you, I'd be like, Oh, who's this woke guy? Hold on, let me just doo -doo -doo, get on my phone and and do a little research. And the fact that it's like bam, like right there, and just the way that was really, really cool. So that's that was I really enjoyed that. There was like little little things in it. I was like, that's dope. Like that's that's really really cool. So I really enjoyed that. Awesome. I Thank you so much. That yeah. is what that is what we do exactly. Like we like, hey, whose man's is this? And then we really like, oh, okay. Can, <laughs> yeah. Let's yeah. See what I can find out. And make sure he, he good or she good. You know, we do do that. I didn't even think about that. that's funny. No so, question. What is? I'm sorry. What inspired you to uh, to do this one to do this particular project? Um, I, like I said, I, I love the sci-fi genre and I love the cyberpunk genre just in general. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, like, like, like you said, I'm a big anime guy. So, um, there are plenty of, uh, series that, you know, that just in terms of the storytelling and also the, the aesthetic of them, like Cowboy Bebop, like you said, um, Blade Runner as as a film uh, just really inspires me too. Um, I I just love uh, stories that like uh, theorize like where the world is gonna be 
in however much time. Um, and uh, one of my one of my all time animes is Yu Yu Hakusho. Um, so my uh, my boy and I, Kyle Jackson, um, who did the music, uh, we actually watched a lot and listened to a lot of sounds from from Yu Yu Hakusho to inspire the sounds that we used in uh, the Century versus the Syndicate. Um, so uh, we we definitely wanted to. Um, there, there are a lot of things that, to pull from, honestly, to, that um, that I guess make up the melting pot of what this this movie became. Um, but you know, it and just across like sci-fi and across anime, like there's so few black characters that I I just wanted something that was full of black characters. Um, <clears throat> uh, from from all all kinds of perspectives, but like good and bad, you know. Um, and, uh, I, um, I, I had been wanting to make something with like fight scenes in it and with action sequences for a long time. So, um, this was, uh, kind of me dipping my toe into what that undertaking would be like. Um, so, uh, yeah, I guess you could say there's a lot. Um, that inspired me, um, and I'm I'm really happy with the the end result that we got. Yeah, the music was dope. By the way, the music was fire. I was like, I was like, yeah. who, I was like, who is this? I was like, I, like, I, I want to hear this album that's playing. Like, I was like, like I just like I had to like go back and play it again. It's like I was like, I just want to hear this music again. This music was fire for the whole <laughs> for the film. So that was you know. So you said it was Kyle Jackson, your friend, who did that. You said, yeah, my boy snapped. Uh, he, snapped, he yo, he yo, fire, absolute fire. Um. Mm-hmm. And I know he's going to be sharing that on Spotify too, so we'll we'll definitely okay. uh, be sharing that. Okay, um, absolutely, that's dope. Uh, so, big question: Will it be a part two? Um, you know, we've we've talked about it a lot. We've got a group chat for the film, and right after we had the premiere on YouTube, everybody was texting like, "Everybody's asking me like, when are we when's the sequel? Like, is there more?" Um, so, I think we're really excited about hopefully being able to do uh, a sequel. So. Um, I mean, there's ideas there, and I'm I'm definitely not against it. So, I think it's likely. Awesome. Can we get a lo- can we get a longer fight scene? Because that was really cool the way you know, longer. Just I was like, oh, it's over. Okay, all right. <laughs> I just I I love I love fight scenes that aren't so like like it doesn't have to be big explosions where it looks like they actually. It looks like choreography, and they choreographed it, and it's and it's raw, and it's real, and it's visceral, and it's like, oh snap, these they going at it, you know, they taking whatever they, you know, if you you see a bottle on the side, pow, you know, you, you fork in the in the kitchen, and you like throw that butter knife, you know, something like that. You know? <laughs> Same, bro. I mean, there's there's one fight scene that I always what you you said the word visceral or um, where the characters are really just going at it. I always think of. Um, the movie with uh, Charlize Theron and um, Kevin McAvoy. What was that? Was it Atomic Blonde? No, it was. Um, dang, why am I blanking on the title? Um, they were in Russia, not not in Russia, in Germany. Um, oh, let me see if I can. Yeah, I, I visualize it now. I can see it now. I can see the the. She's a Germany. I'm trying to think of now. Uh, Wait, are you talking about um? What you want? Em Flux? 
No, no, no. No, it's salt. Was it salt? Not tripping. Close. Is that Jolie? Atomic blonde. So it was atomic blonde. Atomic blonde. Oh, is that what you said? I said atomic blonde. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't hear. No, you're good. You're good. Um, yeah. There's there's um there's a there's like a ten minute continuous sequence uh in like the third act of Atomic Blonde, where um there's this main uh hitman or one of the antagonists in in that movie um and the way that this fight scene is done and the way that these characters are just like destroying each other and there's no music in the whole thing yeah, i remember and that. i that that's just always been really in, uh inspirational for me um and i think that's why uh at a certain point in the sequence that we did um where our main character is fighting dusk the big dude um in in the film uh we were like there has to be a part of this where there's no music so there's that there's that one strong punch where the music just cuts out yeah and um you can just hear the sounds of the characters and the environment and um it just feels so like uh high stakes and visceral and like uh just gritty um and uh I'm really, I'm really happy with how that turned out. Um, and that sequence in Atomic Blonde was definitely one of the, um, is, is like always one, one thing or one scene from like a movie that I go back to. And I'm always just thinking like, dang, this is so cool. Man, that's what's up. Oh man. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, is there anything that you, that you edited out that you're like, dang, I wish I left that in? Um, I'm trying to think. I don't. I don't think so. Aside from like um some dialogue, um I think I think the scene in itself like played out really differently than uh, I had scripted it originally, um because, you know you 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 write you write it out and then you know you you sit down to like cut it all together, and I think I in my head I just got to a point where like. It would make a lot more sense if it were like this. Um, so literally, like parts of the scene in the script that take place like later on wound up being like the beginning of the scene, um, and it was just really great the way that uh, those things worked out that they were able to be able to cut together that way. Um, uh, uh, the the fight sequences were really like my main um my main thing for wanting to be able to accomplish with this project um and we were able to pull them both off um and uh they turned out really well um and you know the 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 portal if, if we weren't able to do that portal that would have been the thing where i was like damn <laughs> I, wish, I wish we could have still done that <laughs> man but you did though you pulled it off though yeah, yeah it looked good Thank you. I was like, I don't, a lot of it is so much backstory that's not told, right? It's just, mm -hmm. and so I was like, you can, you can pull weapons out of a portal? Like, I was like, that's kind of like, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting yeah. that. I was like, okay, we're here. This is what we're doing. So, mm -hmm. but it also, yeah, sets, it also really sets up the tone of everything because you almost basically in that, you know, eight minutes without credits, uh, you made it very clear these two don't like each other. They they're both skilled in their 
in their uh, physical combat. And um, this is not today. This is more very much the future sci-fi. And everybody's black. And I was like, okay, that's I'm, I'm here for it. You know, because you, you, you're right. You don't get to see a lot of us in those moments. It's like, but if we're here presently, we're going we're not going anywhere, guys. You know, like, <laughs> what are y'all trying to say? <laughs> we, we don't exist in the future. <laughs> yeah. But I, I will say you caught with the portal thing. I didn't even I forgot about the game portal. So Jamil, that was a great plug and great pull because I forgot about portal. When you when I saw the portal, I was thinking uh Jujutsu Kaisen. because uh, uh, was a uh, Megumi. He's like reaches in like through through like you know a portal s type of thing. He reaches pulls out all the weapons like a huge stash of weapons he has. He just reaches in yeah. the, and just pulls them out. So that's that's my thought process. I was like, oh, he did. I was like, you know, but that's also really cool too. So I have a I have to get up on Portal Two because I'm not or Portal all together because I did not uh did not catch that one. So that's a really good plug there. Well, you know, aside uh, from Portal, uh, the game, uh, I I'll say uh. Something that was a really big inspiration for that is, um, for me just personally, is uh, the the Marvel Comics villain Kang the Conqueror. Mm. Um, uh, especially if you've seen um, the the animated series Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Yes, my dude yeah, does yeah. not play on that show, no. and mm. when I, I mean like the way they do um, the fights uh, between him and the Avengers. Uh, the the number of times he pulls weapons like out of nowhere, I was like, "Damn, this dude is so cool!" And yeah. um, just mm-hmm. like that ability, um, to like catch someone off guard like that, uh, is really dope. So, um, and, and even just seeing that show for the first time when that happened, I was just like out of my seat. Like, kind of just like the reaction that I gave to that was just like you know something that like I I. I couldn't resist trying to like uh, imitate or replicate. That's, that's awesome. So, since you mentioned King the Conqueror, let's go ahead and say who would be your recast choice? Oh man, I've heard a lot of really great uh, fan recasts. Um, mm-hmm. Someone is someone's mentioned um, Damson Idris from Snowfall. Um, I think he's a little on the young side, um, mm-hmm. but most recently I've heard. Um, I think Coleman Domingo. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the yeah. new yeah, Col- Coleman Domingo is the new one, and I and I and I definitely see that one. Uh, uh, we had a talk about this the other day, and I think Shanta said Coleman Domingo. Jamil, who'd you say? Because I can't remember who you said. Your... I originally said no one should be um, that he shouldn't be recast. That they should just end the chapter. But like the mm-hmm. more I like think about the whole Coleman Coleman Domingo thing, it's kind of like when they dropped the news about. Um, Nicholas Holt playing Lex Luthor. Like they threw it out mm-hmm. there and then kind of waited to see how people would react. And I think they're kind of doing the same thing here for Coleman Domingo, where it's like, hey, listen, because if, if I'm, I mean, I'm speculating here, but I feel like these talks have already been going on for some time and they just haven't been official. And I think, again, they're throwing it out there just to see, okay, what's the temperature going to be like? How are people going to respond to this guy? And I think overwhelmingly it's been positive. And so that's, um, it's and it's just, you know even like for sports references as well like when you you know look at like KD when he was um, interviewing all these teams and then he was like yeah I might go to you or yeah I might do this you know and all it does is it just builds up his brand and then builds up that FOMO you're like oh dude I don't want to miss out on this guy like I need I need to get him we need to lock him down now so um, but if we go Coleman Domingo fine 
But in my opinion, I really <laughs> think they should just close um, the chapter on this character. And and I like what Will said because I watched that show quite religiously. Like I, I got into it late and I was like, this looks like a kid's show, man. And then like one of my buddies like, dude, you got to watch the show. It's actually really good. And so I started watching. I was like, oh, shoot, like this is dope. And Kang in that show is is not not to be trifled with like so when i heard her doing kane the conqueror and his jonathan majors i'm like oh he gonna wipe the floor with him and then i saw quantum and i was like he's, he, he's more powerful than that funny. man like he don't do that the only Please the only episode i've seen is the one with kane because it, it's i think it was a two-parter um mm -hmm. and and they first announced kane i had no idea who he was so I was like, okay, well, what can I find on Kang? What do I, you know, so I can at least get a little bit of information. So I found that on Disney Plus and I was like, okay, it's a two-part episode. And I was like, this dude's, this dude's kind of cool. Like, I was like, okay, mm -hmm. you know, because I just, uh, you know, as my knowledge of comic books, Avengers actually was not on the top of my list. It was not, it was not something I read. You know, I actually thought they were, I was like, these are all bottom tier characters. I was like, the Avengers, I ain't got nothing on oh, the X Men. So, like, you know, so I'll, <laughs> if I got ten dollars, you know, and and comics are three dollars, that means I only got three comics I can buy. Avengers is not going to be one of those comics I'm getting. It's going to be Spider Man, it's going to be Batman, and maybe Daredevil, you know, um, or X Men, Spider Man, Batman, and X Men. And so mm -hmm. everything else is going to have to wait until next week. So <laughs> <laughs> those are all great picks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay, man. I definitely. Uh, my my pick would be uh, Lakeith Stanfield. I feel like that man's acting caliber is is off the charts. Uh, so I want to see him. Play, I really want to see him play like a villain, like like a deep, you know, like almost give him like a Joker. Like I want to see him just like how he would do that because I feel like it would be something that I might not be able to sleep at night afterwards watching this man play play a villain <laughs> in that regard. You know. Uh, so I I would, I would like to see that. And I mean, I did I did my deep dive research on Kang. And there's so many different iteration he goes through as he moves through time and so mm -hmm. really really is interesting to see kind of i mean you can you can almost do almost limitless stuff with this character uh and what what they have to play with so i mean the the entanglement he has with reed richards alone would be phenomenal to see how that would play out yeah um, so that'd be kind of cool to watch uh man but i uh i personally would be a little heartbroken i mean i feel like they're already going to like scrap kang as a character and not recast um, mm -hmm. but I feel like, uh, I feel like he's just such a cool character and they, they, they cast a black man. So they like, they give us this, this villain that like has been anticipated for so long and then yeah. quantum mania comes around and I feel like they just really dropped the ball with that. But like a multiverse, yeah. a multiverse story can be so dope if it's done right. Uh, but I feel like so far they just like have not like done anything compelling with the with the uh with all of the advantages that like a multiverse story like yields to its creators like you can do literally anything and anything. um and i just feel like so far the treatment of kang and in, in the instances that we've seen him and the stories that they've given us from like a multiverse uh theme like uh multiverse of madness have like been kind of a letdown um mcu in general i i think is you know 
is is kind of uh having like a downhill moment right now um but i don't know man i'm hoping i'm hoping they can find it again um and i really i really think they should recast kang and like get the right writer um but i don't know yeah. that's what the visionary yeah. like you to get out there put your name out there put a stamp <laughs> and well, that's right let and me write it. that movie yeah, I'll write, I'll write the best. Listen, I'm Kevin saying. Feige, friend, Kevin Feige, friend of the podcast. I know you're listening. All right, Will Diggs is ready and able to be all headed making a masterpiece for the MCU. Let's go. <laughs> I'll write Kang Dynasty. Yeah, Let's get him started. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Absolutely. Next ten years, you know, so that we can have a plan for the next ten years. Just outline it. Just outline mm-hmm. the next ten years. But if they did it once, you can do it again. So you know, uh, or you know what. <laughs> Maybe you need to go over to see where where they haven't you know put a lot of things in the ground yet. You know that all the seeds haven't been planted. Maybe you need to plant your seeds on a soil that has yet to be fertilized. You know, <laughs> so that, maybe that's the place. You know, DC is completely cleaned house, and they're like, let's start, let's start fresh. So, you know, that, that might be where you need to be. So, you know, hey, maybe. I wouldn't say no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't say no. Don't say no. Yeah. yeah, don't say Put no. You on extraordinary not, gentleman. Don't say no. You know, maybe you know, <laughs> take what you can get until you can get to the next level. So, you know, like if they put you on Howard the Duck, don't say no. You know, take Howard. No, no, no. Oh, I'll write the best Howard the Duck Howard movie. movie. <laughs> Yo, I would see it, man. I would definitely see it. I, oh, gosh, Howard the Duck. That's a deep full shoot. Like, okay, oh, I'll, I'll see what I can okay. do. Like, you see what you do with this duck. And they will, mm-hmm. yeah, and they will promote you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know. So, I think it'd be awesome. Seriously, oh uh, man. Well, we appreciate you. Thank you for your time. Thank you for coming on the show. We'd love to have you back. Thank you. Uh, thank you again. Yeah. Thank, thank you guys. Um, this has been really just like amazing for me. Uh, just hearing your reactions to the to the short. So I thank you. It's been really um really flattering and just really great and really encouraging mm-hmm. to hear. Uh, that you guys enjoyed it, so thank you. Yes, sir, absolutely. Yes, sir. Uh, go ahead, tell people where they could find you know, find your film one more time, and then we'll also drop it in uh, the show notes when we post the podcast later. Um, people can find it. Uh, I think most most easily and directly on my Instagram uh, at directed by Will Diggs, um, and the film's living on YouTube currently. Um, definitely check it out. It's only nine minutes long, and uh, I think it's a lot of fun. So. Hope hope people enjoy it. Yes, sure. Yes, and we're gonna. gonna, uh, Oh my bad. I I was just gonna say we're gonna have uh, a lot more content coming around the film on social media, um, outtakes, uh, you know, little behind the scenes, and we're gonna have merch soon. Um, So definitely uh, keep an eye out for that, and keep an eye out for the soundtrack on Spotify and uh, wherever you stream music. Absolutely. Well, again, thank you very much, Will Diggs, our creator, writer, visionary, producer. This man does it all. And he put out his he put out this film, Century vs. Syndicate. Thank you so much for coming on the show. See you on you. Howard the Duck in 2035. Okay. Howard the Duck comes to the ghetto. Oh, God. Howard Duck goes to the ghetto. I can't. I would see that. Oh, God. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> hey, man. What's this duck doing here? What? Oh, we got to talk Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. All right, take it no easy. Problem. Take care, Will. Peace. Hey, man. All right. So.
Move forward, guys. Awesome. So we got got the way. So uh next topic. Let's go into Echo. All right, shall we? Uh you know, I'm I'm gushing about Echo. I thought it was I I didn't know what to expect with Echo. I honestly I'm to be completely honest, I didn't never read the comic, haven't heard of Echo until I saw the trailer. I was like, huh, who's this? This is not Daredevil Fight against Kingpin. I'm so confused. But I watched it and I said, okay, and it started off interesting with the uh with the cave scene, and I was like, okay, I wasn't then when I heard the stress being uh Choctaw, I was like, oh, okay, I get it out. So then I saw kind of how the story evolved. Uh the character Maya, fantastic uh character development, going to see her all the way through. And I'm really excited to see where it goes. Uh, you know, I mean, you know, I'm just I was genuinely excited to see. I did I didn't see her working for Kingpin initially in that episode in that episode at the beginning. Uh I was like, huh, okay. But her going toe-toe, Daredevil maybe have a lot of respect for her. Uh, and the fact that they pulled Daredevil in is all, I'm always happy to see a Daredevil oh. cameo. And I will never, oh. I mean, I mean, I will never not be happy to see uh, Charlie Cox walk in as Matt Murdock or just the Dare, Daredevil suit in action. I will never be upset to say, I don't want to see that. Please, you know, we can definitely do that. But uh, I, could, I keep gushing about this, but I'm going to let you guys go because I, I could talk about this for an hour. <laughs> so. um, I will just go out. And just say it right now, I haven't watched it yet. Um, been a very busy uh, couple of days. Wanted to watch it. Um, what I have done, though, I've been kind of monitoring some of the reviews coming in. So, like, I checked out IMDb. IMDb had it rated around, like, an, on eights for all the episodes. And I was like, okay, that's good. And then once the, the show dropped and other people were able to review it, it kind of dropped down to, like, the mid-sevens. Still fine. I'm, I'm Listen, I'm in the middle of watching Monarch. Um, Legacy of Monsters and uh, IMDb they're right now like at a 7 and I'm actually enjoying it but that aside um, Echo I this one was not even on my list I was even asking myself mm -hmm. why are we doing this character you know she was fine in, in the Hawkeye show but whatever and then they come out with that trailer and I was like whoa, whoa. like okay now you got my attention I, I, I think I'm in especially since they're going in that kind of Netflix R-rated direction so um i know about the the matt murdoch fight in the first episode um they said overall the show is pretty good um and i'm i'm excited to hear that especially with they were talking about the um the embargoes the social like the um the review embargoes were coming were dropping the day before the episode mm -hmm. which is never a good sign for any both and for any media product whether it be a movie or a tv show so I'm excited to see it. Um, you all can gush. You can, you know, spoil whatever. It's fine. It's not gonna hurt my feelings. I'm still gonna watch it. You, you got my five episodes. I'm, 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 I'm gonna give you that time. So, Chanzo, I'm gonna leave it to you, man. I actually enjoyed it. Um, I, I too saw the reviews, and I was very like, okay, let's, let's just get this done. Um, I had every intention. I was like, I was gonna actually just listen to it. I wasn't even gonna really watch it. Uh, I was just gonna listen to it and stuff like that. Have it on in the background. And at the beginning, I was like, oh, I'm in. I was in within the first five minutes. I was like, this is cool. You know, and I'm sitting here and I'm sitting there looking at the sign language. And I'm like, you ever look at somebody do sign language in a movie? And you're like, I don't know if they really doing it. You know, like, you just like, I feel like they just, you know, they're not really doing it, you know. But I was watching, I was like, no, they're, this is actually, this is actually the words. These are actually the words that they're using. It was so clean. It was so concise, you know, and I'm not trying to offend anybody from the American Sign Language Association and stuff like that, but um, it was so like obvious that they really took their time 
to learn sign language. These actors really mm-hmm. put in an effort to actually learn what each of these words meant, how to sign them for somebody. And then I found out that uh, the girl who plays Echo is actually deaf. So it, um, and an amputee. Yeah, and an amputee. So yeah, um, come to find that out, I was like, oh, okay, we legit like you're not gonna pull the wool over her eyes and just start signing things just to be signing stuff like she's gonna tell you no this is this is how you do this so it gives you that often the authenticity that something like this character truly requires and it forces you to really take care of the character if that makes sense right like when i found out black panther was being directed by a black man i was like you're really going to take care of this character. You know, you have a, you know, you want, because there's just certain things that somebody who doesn't speak sign language is not going to understand and who's never had to use their other senses in a way when they're, you know, talking. Like if if I'm talking, sometimes even when we're talking, you know, we turn, you can't do that with somebody if you're speaking sign language. You have to make sure that all of your, each hand gesture and shift means something completely different and you got to be very careful about how you do it and how you say it so um i was down for that and then the action and the daredevil like i said like you said when daredevil shows up anytime daredevil shows up i'm like okay let's go yeah can we bring Mm -hmm. more daredevil in i just even even my girlfriend more cowbell (laughs) yeah i'm like even my girlfriend is like i'm not a fan of daredevil and i'm like because nobody has shown him the respect that he deserves, except the Mar- the Netflix series, and a lot mm-hmm. of people are watching that if it's not connected to the MCU. So it's like it, Daredevil is such a great character, and how important he is. I was in the audience. I don't know what your guys' audience did in Spider Man No Way Home, but as soon as that cane was put down, and Matt Murdock's audience lost it. You know, mm-hmm. and that's when even she realized she was like. Oh, he is a really important character. I was like, he is so amazing. He is so good. And he is so important to the MCU because he's one of the few characters that is truly, you know, he ain't rich. He's really living a double life, you know. And at the same time, he's trying to work within the confines of the law by day. You know, by day, he's, mm-hmm. he's trying to work, you know, respect the law, respect the Constitution, you know. But by night, you know, you can catch these hands, you know, <laughs> and, 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 you know, what was his name? Battling Jack Murdoch or I can't remember what his dad's name was, but, um, but yeah. Jack the oh. devil Murdoch. Yeah. Was Jack the devil Murdoch? Battling. Yeah. It was, it was Jack the devil Murdoch. Yeah. Okay. Jack the devil Murdoch. Yeah. And so it's, um, so it's, it's one of those things where I'm like, uh, I hope that Matt Murdoch really gets his respect. And then seeing, um, Vincent D'Onofrio. I'm just, I'm looking. I'm like this. Vincent D'Onofrio. This can't be the same guy that was an alien in Men in Black. You know, I was like, he. They would. I, <laughs> Not about that. I would have never thought that would be our kingpin, but this guy is good. Like I see it, I mm-hmm. feel it. You know, and since you know, rest in peace, Michael Clark Duncan, because there's just not a lot of big black or big men bald mm-hmm. in, in Hollywood. Mm-hmm that can have that, you know, kingpin presence. And even in the comics, he's very, he's like almost bigger than life. So we talking, you know, three, yeah. three, 
you know, so I'm like, I don't know if anybody's going to be 350. So even if you're 283, you know, two, you still have to have that kingpin presence. And so, mm. yeah, like, I, I love it. I, I truly love it that that's where we are at right now. And so, yeah. um, so yeah. No, absolutely. I love, I did. I, I can't get enough of like main echo won me over in that first episode. Uh, I think the fact you had great character development, you connected in Native American, uh, actually Native American speaking. Uh, I guess I'm, I'm presuming of the Choctaw Nation as well. So that was fire. Uh, the fact that they went so much to, to be so pure in what in who the character is, the fact that she she is deaf, the fact that she is amputee, and they found, and they found and, you know having an actress play that and who's pretending to be that right. And that is just goes to the true authenticity of what they've done and how they pushed. And I think this is going to go really far and go really well. So I'm excited to watch the rest of the uh, four episodes left now. Um, and definitely, you know, this feels like kind of what the old Marvel, I'll say old Marvel, but the MCU was before Endgame, right? Mm -hmm. It gave you that kind of, that gave you that kind of pace and things like that in development. And I think getting back to basics in this regard and doing it like this is absolutely outstanding. And I look forward to the fact they brought somebody new in, you know, who, who's not a Robert Downey Jr., who's not a Scarlett Johansson, who's not, you know, somebody who has a big resume type of thing. But, okay, a lot of, like, work and say, okay, you're going to make a resume off of this. So I think I look forward to watching much more uh, of the show. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay, so moving forward, all right? We got our top picks of 2023, okay? So, Jamil, I'm going to give us your top pick of movie. Or movies, you can get. I'll give. I'll give you. I'll give you your top like three. Top three. All right. Top TV. Top three movies. movies. Wow. Top three. Top three movies of twenty twenty three. Top three movie. Top three movies. Uh. Top three TV shows of twenty twenty three. Top three video games of twenty twenty three. And you know, uh, I have anime in there, but I know you're not so, so much of an anime guy. But uh, you know, if you if there's anything anime wise that caught your attention, feel free to drop that in there too. If there's anything else I left out because I might have missed something. I may not go top three in all of those categories, but I will give you top okay. remarks on all of them for sure. Um, all, right. all right, let's see. Top movies. Um, I think if we're going to talk movies, um, The Iron Claw. I just went and saw that. And it may be recency bias, but I absolutely love that movie. Um, that movie was heartbreaking. Um, I teared up. Um, I thought it was absolutely amazing and the way it kind of told the story. Um, and it was cool too because you didn't have to really be a wrestling fan. I, I, I was out of wrestling um, before I could really get into it because you know your mom catches you doing some pile drivers on your friends in the living room. That that'll wrap up wrestling right then and there, especially when you're like. You know, let's be honest. Let's, let, let's be honest. You you were doing all your friends. You're doing all your younger brother. Let's be honest. Uh, he was younger brother. He was he wasn't around. Oh, then, so oh just, Caleb wasn't born. Was oh, no, it was that I young. Forgot, I forgot. No, you're right. Oh wow. Okay. I got kicked out of Power Rangers when Caleb was born um, because <laughs> we were doing, we yeah yeah. So when and and that's the only the little short story is that like when I when I left Power Rangers, um, you know the White Ranger was you know prevalent. And I was like, this is pretty dope. And by the time I jumped back into Power Rangers when I was allowed to watch it, um, I was like, dude, these guys are in space now? Like, what's going on with Zordon? What? Wait, hold up. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Where, where, where Tommy at? Where, where, where's Jason at? Oh, my God. Like, y'all. So, yeah, there was there was a lot of uh, – I missed a lot. So, And I had to go back and rewatch all that. But, um, no, this, this movie is really cool because you didn't have to be a wrestling fan to understand it, to follow along. And it really shows you what, you know, how you can do parenting wrong, you know, and Chance, I don't know if you're a parent or not. Luke and I are both parents. 
And so like, you know, we're trying to raise our boys right. And when you see the dedication from this, um, from their father and what he thought was the right thing, when in reality, it was just destroying the family. It, it really makes you go back and think you're like, all right, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing it, you know, the way it needs to be done? Am I raising them right? And so that movie really kind of highlighted all of those things. And I'm listen, two hours and what was it, two hours and 30 minutes or something like that. That was, a, that was, good chunk of time in the movies and i enjoyed every minute of it and i would it's a tough film to watch i'd love to rewatch it but like you kind of have to be in the mood for that kind of movie and um like i said i cheered up at the end that's kind of how i gauge movies like if i'm crying it's probably pretty good and it's hit me where it needs to hit me so um iron claw definitely up there um my next one um would have to be um air um, with um, Jason Bateman, Matt Damon, you know Chris Tucker, and um, you know Viola Davis. That was another excellent movie. Um, again, a, another movie that you didn't have to understand basketball and the, the sneaker company and the business and all that, and you could sit down, understand what's going on. And I thought they did an excellent. I mean, it was just an acting powerhouse. Um, I thought it kind of brought Ben Affleck back to form with his directing, and. Again, another really, really good time in the movies. And listen, when I walked out of there, I was like, can I buy some Jordans? I think I need to buy some Jordans. Like, just <laughs> let me buy all the Jordans, okay? I want I want a wall of them. And it's such a great movie. And the way it was done was perfect. And the music choice is great. The way they shot it was great. The way they kind of brought you in and kind of said, hey, this is the 80s. This is what it was like. And and un, and kind of understanding the other side of that. I, I knew snippets of the story. Um but to catch that side and understand and then go back and find out, oh, yeah, most of that actually happened, especially with the way Michael Jordan was very disinterested um, in that. And. Uh, oh, shoot. Continue. Oh. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. We can hear you. OK, good. All right. Sorry. My headphone died. Of course it did. Um, so. Yeah, I would say Air. Like I said, Iron Claw. Air was really good. Gardens of the Galaxy Volume Three, another really excellent movie. And you know, there's a lot of things going Dude, on as me. well. I mean, so I can't I mean, listen. Listen, I have. I, there's only two times I've ever teared up in a Marvel movie. Yeah, that mm -hmm. is when Tom. I, I'm out forever mad. Tom Holland for his death scene in in, in Infinity War. We're like, I don't want to go, Mr. Stark. Don't let me go. That shit, that that tour we up watching that because of that moment you see uh spider-man you know you see peter parker as a kid as a true mm -hmm. kid in that moment you know mm -hmm. and then and then freaking rocket and his friends and guardian galaxy 3 uh i just i didn't know i needed that movie i had no idea that story yeah yeah until they gave it to me and i was like oh james gunn you 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 devious yeah you devious yeah. son of a gun for that one because i was yeah. not, i was not prepared for that i was not prepared for that i was not emotionally ready because usually I go to guardian galaxy I'm like okay you know, there's gonna be some fun stuff. Quill's gonna say some fun stuff. Drax is gonna be hilarious, and then, they, you know, and then here they go. I was like, oh, they, oh, they hit just... you. They, man, they hit you. <laughs> just... They hit you real good. I'm telling you. Woo! Yeah, for me, that mm. that one hit me. It didn't even hit me until the very end. Spoiler: um, when Peter goes and meets up with his grandfather again, and the look that his grandfather gave him. I mean, I'm still getting. I get goosebumps thinking about it. And knowing he hasn't seen this this little boy since he was a little boy, and the pain and anguish he must have felt knowing that he lost the one thing that connected him to his daughter, 
everything else is gone. You know, husband's gone, you know, and now the child and you're like, okay, listen, this child's supposed to be in your care and you lost him. And, and to know that he's been gone for what, 30 something years. I can't imagine how he goes to bed at night knowing that what could he have done differently? He should have run at, run after him when he ran out of the hospital, you know, he shouldn't have yelled at him, you know, um, when his, as his mom was passing away. So to see all of that in the look in his eyes and, and his face, the way it kind of contorted. And I was like, Oh my God, like that was, that got me. And so volume three, I thought was really good. Um, great trilogy um overall and i think you know it was kind of on an island of its own from the other marvel movies because it didn't connect to obviously the marvels or to you know ant-man and the wasp quantumania um all it all it told you was like hey listen this gamora she's dead it's uh there's a it's a different one different version so and you were right along with it so that movie yeah hit my heart hit my heart i cried very much after that okay. one so um all so right. yeah that's okay. that's three movies i y'all got me for three mm-hmm. um i guess if we're gonna okay. talk television shows um listen loki season two i mean loki season yeah. two that was unbelievable mm-hmm. um and especially the way um from start to finish i liked every single episode um there was an episode that i thought was a little bit weaker than the others it all fit together and to where at the end where you're you're finally understanding how his powers work and where he's at in the universe and you're just like this was amazing and i just kept wanting more i was like please just give me one more episode please just give me one more little tidbit at the end and you know once it ended you're like all right that's it and i don't think they're coming back for anymore um i think that's going to be it for for loki but that move that show was excellent um so mm-hmm. you know while we sit there we criticize marvel for you know their hiccups here and hiccups there um I thought they, um, I thought they did a great job with that show. But also, I got to sneak in number four on my movies, uh, which would be Across the Spider Verse, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, that movie was a, a work of art in, in on the screen. So that alone, um, but those four, excellent. Um, but yeah, Loki season two was really good as a TV show, and um, I will say right now, I am in the middle of watching Monarch legacy of monsters and mm. for someone who mm. didn't really care for the godzilla movies that much i mean they were fine the first one was good um kong was okay um godzilla versus kong eh, very fine but to understand the the inner workings of the organization you know and you know exploring the monsters and in and and discovering them and figuring how they work and how they travel it's really really cool and you're kind of understanding characters from a different angle so now when i go back and watch them like i was watching them earlier today um and they kind of hit a little differently knowing that oh i understand what's going on with this character i understand why this character is doing this um it's really really cool so you're getting a really nice backstory and kurt russell and his son um, are kind of headlining that show as well um and they're both playing the same character just from two different timelines um, two different points in history. So, and it's really cool because they they do a really interesting thing where they they show you old Kurt Russell, and then it phases into his son. And listen, if you didn't think his son was a dead ringer, like you're crazy. Just watch that show. It is <laughs> insane to watch his son Wyatt, and you're like, that's Kurt. Like, Kurt, you can never look at that boy and tell him he ain't yours. Like, that's your son. Mm-hmm. So, that'd be my top. That for right now. Um, and again, recency bias. That's a really good show. I'm enjoying that one a lot. So, like I said, Monarch, Legacy Monsters, 
so far so good um and then as far as video games i mean i can't say anything more positive than spider-man 2 playstation 5 um that that game you can get lost in it for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and just swinging around doing nothing but just you know little crimes here and there like it always drives me nuts when i'm on the you know i'm on the way to do a mission and there's like a crime and i'm like do i ignore that crime i'm like it'll be fine i'm gonna just go do my mission but i'm like no man people are actually getting hurt let me get over there and i just stop what i'm doing and go do the thing um and it gets me every single time but that game start to finish excellent um the venom storyline has i have not seen it done better ever really in any other medium i would challenge i would put it up against anything we've seen so far it's, it's that good um i think the storyline between peter and miles um is the best we've ever seen and the ending um was really really good um very satisfying and the voice acting was excellent um the graphics are amazing um all the little tiny things like the unlockables the extra moves um even like the little gestures between peter and miles you know when you're doing missions and then you know you finish it together and they're like hey like you know just little things like that i think <laughs> just show the the real love that these people have insomniac games has for that character spider-man so um spider-man 2 can't recommend it enough um and then as far as other games coming out this year um i don't i mean I mean, you're, but you're absolutely right. Spider-Man Two, I mean, Spider-Man Two, almost single-handedly by itself outsold the Xbox here, uh, Xbox sales this year. Uh, like sure Spider-Man Two, moved like five million. Like Spider-Man Two, about a little five million, five million units, and Xbox maybe hit eight. Yeah, and, it, and that, it shows a lot just for one game. Absolutely, and let me tell you, I went looking hunting for uh, a PS5, and the PS5. Uh, I just got to switch to no headset. Can everyone hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I went hunting for a PS5 and not just a PS5, but the Spider-Man PS5. So I had to get the system. I had to get the plates, got the extra controller for me and my kid. Um, we, we had to have the whole setup. So when you get me to drop that kind of money on one game, you got something special. So that game was really, really cool. Um, really enjoyed that one. And another one that I really, really enjoyed was uh, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Um, it came out early mm -hmm. 2023. Um, I was in line with my girlfriend for the midnight drop. Um, and that game, well worth it. And that has taken up many, many, many hours of my life. Um, bring my Switch to work mm -hmm. every day. Everyone knows, as soon as they see my headphones go on, don't talk to me. Like, I'm, I'm playing Zelda, just leave me alone. I'll be back with y'all in a bit, so... <laughs> Um, so yeah, that covers movies, TV, games. Okay, cool. Charles, what you got? Okay, um, we'll start with movies. His number two is going to be my number three, uh, okay. for a lot of the same reasons that he said. Air was fantastic. I, mm -hmm. And, and people are going to be like, this is not true. You are a black man who's never owned a pair of Jordans. I'm a black man who has never owned a pair of Jordans. And let me tell you, within six months of buying that movie, I went and I bought myself a pair of Jordans. Because I was like, I did not know how intricate these shoes were. Now, I don't know if I'm going to be standing outside in the cold, I, but I know what ones are now. I, I can recognize, you know, when somebody goes, oh, I got the new Air Force One, or not the Air Force One. Air Jordan, Jordan. 
a Jordan one. I know what they look like, kind yeah. of. Like I was like, oh, those are the Jordan ones. And then, and then you, worst thing you can do is talk to somebody who actually knows Jordans, and they'll talk for about ten minutes. And I'm like, okay, I just know that one shoe. That's the only shoe I know. But that movie was so good. Like you said, packed cast. Chris Tucker was in it. I was like, wait a second, what, what did Chris Tucker show? Yeah, I was like. I mean, because we haven't seen Chris Tucker really doing anything in a long time. So when he showed up, I was like, oh, snap, Chris Tucker's here. Um, mm-hmm. It was it was a really good movie. And, I, and, I, and mm-hmm. you know, it takes me back to those times where, don't get me wrong, I love the comic books movie. But sometimes it's like good just to watch a good story. It's not about explosions. It's not about, you know, earth-ending alien crisis. It's just a good mm-hmm. movie. You know, and it's just a good story that's being told. And um, I think that sometimes those get thrown, every studio is trying to get a franchise. I think sometimes those movies get thrown under the bus because they're not the, you know, billion dollar movies. And I'm like, they're equally as important as the other ones. So that was kind of my number three movie. My number two movie for... Um, which you, I think a lot of people are going to be surprised. I really, really, really enjoyed Transformers. I thought that Transformers Rise of the Beast was so good. Mm-hmm. It was set in the 90s. And now we're getting to that place, right? We're getting to that place where movies are like, let's take you back to the 90s. And you're like, wait a second, we need to take you back. Like, you know, oh. there's a generation of kids. <laughs> you know, and some sitting here like, Good. oh, yeah. They started playing with the Wu-Tang Clan. I was like, ooh, yeah, it has been about 25, 30 years since we've heard this Wu-Tang song. And all of the things that just represented the 90s, I was like, yeah, this is, but they did such a good job. And then they did an amazing job of reestablishing the Transformers world outside of mm-hmm. Optimus Prime. Everything's always seemed like Optimus Prime. Optimus Prime obviously is the most popular. He's he's the Wolverine of the of the Transformers. He's the Tommy of Transformers. So everything is always mm-hmm. surrounded around Optimus Prime. Yeah. But it was nice to learn about these other Autobots. And you know, Optimus Prime will say Bumblebee. It was nice to see these other Autobots and see Bumblebee kind of take a back seat for a second while these other Autobots and Beast, you know, we got Optimus, um, uh, uh, Primal, Optimus Primal, I think that's what his name is. So the Beast, and and what they do with inside, you know, they're Transformers, but they're not cars, they're beasts and how important they are, Mm -hmm. what they've been doing. They gave such an intricate story, and I felt like it's sad that this movie fell under the radar because of so many bad Transformer movies preceding it. You know, so it was like, man, this is something that people, I think, could pe- bring people back in. And then the ending, mm. oh my god, the ending mm. of Transformers, I was like, yo, don't wait, wait, wait. Don't, don't spoil it. I haven't watched it. I've watched okay, it. You, you watch right it. now convinced oh. me to go watch it. You, you convinced me to watch it. Well, because here's the thing. Okay, I, I, like I. Loved, I love Transformers Beast Wars cartoons. Like I had the like that. That is like my niche of Transformers. So I was just like, I did not want to watch it because, like you said, it had the previous ones had not have let me down. 
right? Yes. So the Transformers Beast Wars cartoon, that is like, that is my, so when I saw it on screen, I was very excited, but then I was like, I'm not going to do it to myself because I've already, you've already got me too many times. I'm not going to go back and do it again. And, um, and, and that's but the now Transformers is they've, they've literally suckered in our, like our generation of men who loved Transformers, right? And, or loved something like Transformers and they have disappointed us again and again mm-hmm. and again mm-hmm. over to where it's like, I'm done with you guys. You know, I'm over it. You guys have hurt my feelings. I will not allow myself to be hurt by Michael Bay and Transformers anymore, right? So mm-hmm. I didn't even go see the Bumblebee movie. I never, you know, never seen the Bumblebee movie. I kept seeing that preview for Rise of the Beast, and I was like, I don't know, this looks kind of decent. So when I went to the theater, I was like, there wasn't that many people in the theater. I went on a quick Thursday night. It was pretty much nobody there, and I was like, yo, this movie hits. Uh, and I was like, I know nobody's going to see it because, like I said, all of the other Transformers movies from the first one, and I even went back and rewatched the first one. I was like, no, it doesn't suck. And the first one actually does not suck. This is actually a really no, good first- movie. And it still works. You know how sometimes you think, oh, maybe I just liked it because it was the hype when it came out. And you're like, you know, let some time pass and it doesn't stand the test of time. I was like, no, Transformers 1 still works. It still stands the test of time. It's those other ones that don't work. Um, Transformers Three does work. Uh, whichever one that one takes place in Chicago, that one works. I, I saw that one too. But the other ones, I'm just like, nope. That was three. That was yeah. So the, yeah, the third one works, but the other ones with Mark Wahlberg, I'm like, nope. Uh, Bumblebee, Bumblebee was pretty, well, yeah. Those yeah. You see what I'm saying? The one with Mark, the two with Mark Wahlberg, you're like, nope, nope. Uh, yeah. So um, didn't you go see one of those with me? I feel like yes. you saw was it the Mark yes one? yes was, was it a Mark I, 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 one or was it the Chicago yes one? it was a Mark it was a Mark Wahlberg one that's the last oh, Transformers movie I saw. God. I, that dude, was the I, last I one I wasn't going to see it. Yeah, I wasn't going to see another one in theater. So Chanzo, I, I feel you, man. I feel your pain. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I, I was like, I was sitting oh, there. PTSD. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, once again, five minutes into the movie, I was like, "This is cool. We yeah. are back," you know, and, yeah. and completely wiped the slate clean. We brought in new, interesting characters. They weren't just there to serve the Because sometimes I hate it when they do that, when they bring in these human characters and they don't really tell you anything about the human characters, except, you know, the Shia LaBeouf character, or they don't make them interesting. All the human characters were equally interesting. The mm-hmm. black girl, the Hispanic guy, mm-hmm. black guy. So they gave a lot of people time. And then you still had to introduce the Beast Wars, or I'm sorry, the Beast, the, um, the beast transformers and show these other version of transformers that we already know some we already know and then have a big climactic battle at the end you know and i was like yep this is this is what transformers is about so i really really appreciated that i really love that movie and my number one pick of movies for 2023 is going to be guardians of the galaxy that movie <laughs> blew me away i was the villain, I don't even though I don't remember the villain's name. If he shows up in any other Marvel movie, I'm like, everybody step back, you know, step back because this man has no remorse. Like, um, that guy was so good, and it wasn't just the rocket storyline, it was seeing um I'm I'm forgetting his name right now, the main guy, um Sky uh Scott 
Peter Quill. Yeah, Peter Quill. Quill. Seeing what he was going through, you know, even when we came into the movie after losing uh, Gamora and how he, you know, he's still broken from that. He's still kind of working his way through that. And then and then it just snatched you up. I, I think I saw the movie. I know I saw it twice in the theaters. I was like, yo, this movie is yeah. fire. And mm-hmm. that one scene where that fight scene near the end where they were just in the, mm. in the one room and I was like, I was like, this is the guy who's going to do Superman. I was like, I was like, okay, I'm here. And no, this is what when they brought in Adam Warlock and you see him flying with that red cape. I was like, he was just trying to show. This was his test run to send over to DC. Like, hey, this is what I could do with Superman if you give me a shot. You know, like uh, you see, that's 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 a white guy in a red cape. You guys got a white guy in a red cape that is not being done with. I've got some ideas. Mm-hmm. You know, show you what I can do. If you give me some flying sequences and some money, you know, and so, and that was so cool the way he made Adam Warlock look. And even I'm so cool with the way that the uh, the Guardians changed at the end of the movie because they all had to go their kind of own way. But it was, it was just, it was funny. And like you guys said, I was, I was like, I can't believe, I really thought we were going to lose Rocket. I was like, wow, we really, mm-hmm. Rocket. I was prepared. I was prepared. I was prepared. Like I was prepared. Yeah, I was like they literally, and that's what I like. Is sometimes I really, I really hate it when movies kill a character that nobody cares about just to kill a character, Mm -hmm. right? Like I really not like that because it's like you could have kept them alive because we really don't care. (laughs) You know, you might as well have kept them. You trying to pull at the heartstrings, like oh. This villain is so dangerous because they took out so and so. Well, so and so wasn't really that interesting anyway. So, you know, but mm-hmm. if they take out somebody that we have really like, we love Rocket, we've seen Rocket, we, you know, whether you're smart mouth or not, you know, you're thinking like, oh my God, Rocket and Groot, what's Groot going to do without Rocket? You know, what's mm-hmm. Quill going to do without Rocket is actually mm-hmm. an intricate part of these Guardians, you know, and mm-hmm. we need him. And so yeah, that that was my that was my number that was my number uh, one movie. That movie was so good. I was just I was sitting there. Um, as far as TV yeah. shows, I'll be honest. I didn't watch. A, I don't watch a lot of TV. So when I binge watch, I really don't watch a lot of TV. So I'm like, what TV series did I watch or show? I don't know if this qualifies, but I watched that once and always special, that Power Ranger special. That qualifies as a TV. <laughs> I, mean, I was like, I mean, we, I mean, we, we, yeah, okay. I, I, like, I, didn't want, I didn't want to say it for you, but I was, I was gonna say it was gonna be your pick, but you know, I was gonna let you. Yeah, yeah, I was like, that, 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 that once and always, once again, got me in the field. Mm-hmm. I was like, bro, I was mm-hmm. like, this is what we're doing. This is mm-hmm. not only did it feel like this is what needs to be done as the audience is. Damn, damn near 40 you know so like uh mm-hmm. it needs to be done we need to but it had the camp yeah that, it did that, it had mm-hmm. that saturday morning camp i was like i don't know how you guys did that because this is exactly what we've been asking like you know how sometimes fans will ask for something and then they get it and you're like never mind we should have kept our mouth shut because that is not what <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. but i'm like this is exactly what we've been asking for Bring back the old cast, even though they're old now. Like even though they're old, old. Mm-hmm. You know, like, Listen, Walter Show and Black don't crack, man. That's yeah, just... I was like, yeah. even though Walter they're good. Old, bring back the mm-hmm. old cast. 
um, still keep the camp and give us a mature theme. And I was like, they actually did all three of those things. They actually, and, and I was like, this is what we asked for. This is what we got. And it was one of those moments where I was like, I wish it was about 15 minutes longer. This should have been about, you know, there was, mm -hmm. there was more meat on the bone, but I would rather have less and it, less is more in a feeling of being like, all right, cool. We'll, we'll cut it short, but then you're left wanting more instead of it being long. Mm -hmm. And you're like, Oh my God, when is this going to end? Yeah. You know? So, yeah. So, and then the video game, I just, I just got my PS5 three months ago and I, I've gone, the video game is, is Spider-Man 2. It just, yeah. I, I know nothing else. I, I got Bushido Blade. I, uh, no, I'm listening. I'm sorry. That's not even the name of it. What's the name of it? Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima. I, I just said some Japanese words. I was like Bushido Blade. That's not Bushido, even. I, I think that that might have been actually a game back in the nineties. I'm trying to think now. I feel like it was, but yeah, I can't remember. But yeah, I said Ghost of Tsushima. I have not even. I have the Batman games. Have because I've been like like you said, Jamil. There's so much to do, and I've been playing all three Spider-Man games. So I didn't just. I, I I've been, and this. Spider-Man 2 being the game of the year. And you mentioned that it's the it would go up against any Venom story live action that they've ever done. They have never done a Venom story. And it makes sense. Mm -hmm. hey, doing no spoilers or spoilers? Uh, Luke, have you played the game? Sorry, Ma. I'll just make you guys. Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, sorry, Ma. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I haven't finished it yet, but I did. Okay. Um, okay. But so, so spoilers, yeah. but I'll say this: like you were talking about Venom, that storyline, mm -hmm. it actually makes sense. Why China. Venom? Bushido so, Blade came out. Bushido Blade is a game came out on PS One in March of nineteen ninety seven. Make you feel <laughs> just to let wow. you just, just let you know. There's a Bushido Blade One and a Bushido Blade Two. So I was just like, <laughs> it sounds like a game. Yes. It, it was it, it's rated it's it's rated almost a nine out of ten on IGN, so and like so it, it it's a it's it's a it's a it's a it's a game it's a hit so good job good pull yeah you know that Japanese sword game that they had machine play you know back in my day we had we had a Japanese sword hi it was a machine blade you know uh, but yeah um but so I lost my train of thought but uh the story for Venom works but even better. Is the story for Craven? I have not. Mm. They have. I don't. I don't know if a medium has understood Craven to the point where people. You talk about Spider-Man villains. We talk about your Doc Ox. We talk about your Green Goblin. You might even throw a Hobgoblin in there, and then throw some ancillary other characters. You know, Kingpin's always going to get respect. Um, Vulture maybe, uh, but Craven is not on the list. All right, Craven is not on the list when people think of Spider-Man villains. So the way they did it, and it was just this raw. Craven reminded me of a Bane for Batman. Mm. Dark Knight Rises did for Bane and showed you how threatening a man like Bane could be. Spider-Man for Craven did that. Because all this man wants to do is hunt. So yeah. if you're in his way for his hunt, you will be taken out. And he is 
been hunting for years. He will sacrifice anyone, everybody, just to make sure that everyone is on his level of excellence. That's what I, that's what I like. I was like, he has a standard of excellence in killing and <laughs> hunting. He doesn't even call it killing. He calls it hunting. You know, his standard of excellence and hunting in the concrete jungle. And you would not want to cross this man. And it's not like Peter did anything to this man. It's not, it's not like Spider-Man did anything to Craven. He he's got no personal vendetta, except I am the best at what I do. And to continue to get the trophy and be the best at what I do, I must hunt you. That's it. That's it. You don't, you, don't have, you really don't have any business in New York. Why are you here? You hairy, lion-wearing, main-wearing man. Why are you here? It's funny that you say that because I'm thinking about it. I was like, you know, I remember this bedtime story about my kids, a Marvel bedtime book. And it has Craven vs. Black Panther. And I'm just like, I would love to see this as a live action fight. It would the Black be. Panther versus Craven. Square, I mean, square, I mean, like that would be that would be legit. Really cool. That would that would be a legit, a legit fight. Like a legit head that I mean, I couldn't think of a better matchup right there, honestly. Like man, I, he's 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 invading around Wakanda, and like you have to go out there and have to like hunt him down and he's trying to hunt, hunt you. Down. And it's almost 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 like it gives me a predator one vibes. Where Arnold has enough, takes it off, and says, is ready, to, is ready to fight and try to hunt the predator and tries to hunt the predator. Exactly. And I think it'd be something on that level. Even T'Challa is prepared in his own homeland, right? Because T'Challa is just mm -hmm. a king. He's a king of this sovereign country, but he is not a hunter. You know, so Craven can survive on his own out in the wild. <laughs> T'Challa has people bring him his food and, and his iron underwear. You know, like T'Challa is not prepared to be out in the wild <laughs> with a man who is willing to hunt and lay there with the lions. You know, mm -hmm. so this game really showed how dangerous Craven is. And I'm like, I really hope there's a Craven movie that was supposed to come out this year. It got pushed back. Actually, it was supposed to come out this month. It got pushed back. I haven't heard anything else from it except the Madam Web movie. They've already, but I don't know if Craven is still coming out. But I hope that uh, I think it's still it's still Craven is twenty twenty four. Yeah, I think it's it got pushed back to December, if I'm correct. Okay. Yeah. okay, and it's rated R, by the way. It's rated R. Okay, so yeah, you have to have you have to have something like that be rated R to really. But I don't I don't remember if Morbius was rated R. Um, but um... I don't remember. I, I, I don't remember. Don't remember it, and I don't know. Don't care. I, yeah. I never even saw the movie. I think that that's, that's what Spider-Man 2 did the best of, was not just, hey, you know, we're going to do a Venom story. Everybody loves Venom. Venom is a guaranteed, you know, like, hey, he's a draw. Everybody loves Venom. But to use Craven and really have him intertwine in the way they intertwine, and you really think about it, all the villains that uh, Spider-Man has, at one point in the game, he, you know, he's hunting the lizard. And I'm like, that was genius. Because yeah. once again, yeah. what better way to bring out Spider-Man than to use Dr. Kirk? And, and, and you see that Craven has been studying, you know, all of these creatures that are in this area have been beaten by Spider-Man. You're like, yeah, I want zero parts of this. Yeah, I don't want to have to go up against this lion man. You know, <laughs> like, you want zero part, but you, but 
Spider-Man has no choice. So yeah, that's why that's my number one game. And so awesome. All right. Okay. Uh all right, man. Thank you. So shoot, I guess it's on me now. Uh now it's on you. Uh, okay, listen, you guys said air. I'm gonna I mean air is beautiful. I'm not gonna I mean air was on my list originally, but since you guys already gushed over it, I'm like, okay, because I have a list of like movies that I just love from this year. Um some of them are for external reasons. Like one of my honorable, my honorable mention is this. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, Mutant Mayhem. Mm. And the reason why is because I got to sit there and enjoy that with my kid. Uh, it really introduced me to Ninja Turtles. So we sat down and we saw that he was just like, is there more Ninja Turtles movies we can watch? I said, absolutely. So we watched the original uh, 1989 uh, Ninja Turtles movie. And then at the edge, you know, and then I was sitting there, we say, we say T-U-R-T-L-E power probably the rest of the summer. Like that was like oh, our, just our, nice. like that was our, like, so it like, it took it to another level. I was just like, you know what? You know, Seth Rogen, you know, I appreciate it. And, you know, definitely. So that's my honorable mention is that movie because me and my son just had a great bond over that. And we've watched it a million times. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, of course, also up there too. It's like, I just, I just, I, my, my list is completely like used already. Right. So I have to go to my backups. So my backups are Oppenheimer. Which yes. I was, I was surprised by. I was, I was honestly surprised. I was like, you know, what? I was like, I mean, yeah, Adam Bobcat, I know it's gonna, be, we know what's gonna happen, right? It's not like a big surprise. Uh, so, you know, but to actually watch it was very interesting, and then even do a little more reading outside of the story of Oppenheimer, uh, and really the 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 true, the the, the non Hollywood version of it. It was, a, it was a really, it's a really cool story, and it was a very, very intriguing story how they did it, how how desperate it was to do it and then almost how much regret and remorse at the the mm-hmm. fact that we made something that could that we 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 made a we made we we made the bomb and then we regret it and they regret making the bomb too at the same time it's like it's your greatest achievement but it's also your greatest regret mm-hmm. um and i feel like that was a really i think it was really cool robert Downey jr i mean out freaking standing just just oh my god just i mean he 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 he's he, he, he 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 i just want to take awards just throw them out just take all the awards take them all please i don't want to um Oppenheimer phenomenal. And then of course that's Oppenheimer had to take the lady to go see Barbie. And I will say, Ryan mm. Gosling had me in freaking tears, laughing at him the entire movie. I was like, I mean, because you know, because I, you know, I, I I'm a guy. I just know Barbie's a doll, the pink box, whatever. But the fact that it meant so much to women and, and like and Barbie had all these different iterations and all these different things, and like how much it meant, she's like explaining how much it meant. To her as a as a young as a young girl and woman girl, like what that meant to her, I see it a whole different light in respect of like, okay, wow. I was like, all right, I, I get it. I get that's why awesome. that's such a big thing. It's such a big thing, it's so important to you. I was like, you know, Barbie was Beyonce before Beyonce, okay? So it's like, I mean, it's the it's it, you know, it's that. And I was like, okay, so I, I really can have a big appreciation for it, a big appreciation, you know, for the message behind the movie. And also just but I mean, just also just really just how much. How the message, how, how you can deliver a message and also still be super funny at the same time and not lose your edge of the comedy. So having Will Ferrell running around, being Will Ferrell was just, is always a pleasure. I will never get tired of that. But Ryan Gosling for me, totally stole it, totally sold it for me. I mean, mm-hmm. just, you know, the, all him, him talking about to be patriarchy, he realized he, you know, had nothing to do with horses, right? It's just like, you know, just, just simple stuff like that. But it really, it really just had so many different messages. And I think overall it was a phenomenal movie. Uh, they actually... They actually caused a worldwide shortage of pink paint because of that movie. Because they used so much pink paint in that movie, they caused a worldwide shortage of pink paint. That was like that was a, that was how much paint how much paint they used for a Barbie, which I thought was really insane. But I mean, they but they did a fantastic job with it, and I'm surprised. I'm, su- I'm also surprised that Mattel 
not only like allowed it, but also allowed themselves to be portrayed as the bad guys, right? In the sense of the movie, right? So I thought that was interesting enough too, that, that the company had enough foresight to say, hey, listen, we let this happen, it's going to be major. And if we, you know, hey, you want to make it against us? Sure, we'll make it against us. Why? Because we're going to make all the money anyway. So sure, go ahead and do that, really. You know, <laughs> but so it was very smart on their part to let them do that, let them have that creative license to do it. Uh, I thought that made it very interesting as well. Um, and then a couple of other ones, honestly, th this was one for me, I just didn't want it to end. And it probably is an argument that probably hasn't ended or making go go reverse uh, and, and back deep in our story. But John Wick 4. I just didn't want John Wick to end. Okay. I, for the moment those dudes killed his dog, I was locked in with this man. I was like, what are we do? I was like, I want to see everything. I want to see him kill a dude with a. I want to see. I see. I want. I still want to see him kill three dudes with a pencil in a bar. They talk about. I want to see that scene. I want to watch. You know how do you kill three guys in a bar with a pencil? I want to see it. All right. I want to hear. It. I want to see the eyeball sticking on a pencil. I'm imagining he's shoving people's eyes that way. But I want to see that part. So, John Wick Four, and I mean, it was probably the best way you kind of almost ended it for how they wanted to end it. Um, uh, and I think from what I remember reading is that Keanu, they actually were going to kill John at the end of the movie, but Keanu Reeves wanted John to die. So that's kind of where they went in that direction. Oh, that wow. Happened. I didn't know. So um, it's over. John Wick is over. Yeah. So, so I, I think it's, um, you know, I hear murmurs of John Wick 5 online, but I have not seen anything concrete. Uh, okay. But for all to, for, I mean, they did do some backstory where they went and they had a, uh, this was, this was pre-strike. I don't know what happened to it, but it was, uh, it was. Uh, Winston and the ho the the guy I forget the guy who uh, the concierge it was Winston and concierge it was, it was their story of how they came into power with the Continental and it's really centered around the Continental the Continental is like the center figurehead and it's like Winston and concierge guy right and so they I think that was on I think that's on NBC uh, or Peacock um, if I'm not mistaken and. That's the story that I would like to see. And you know, I like to, I would like to see John get brought in. I would like to see what the John who who trained John Wick, watching young John Wick, and then watching him earn the earn earn that fear, earn that title, you know, of the boogeyman, right? So I would love to see that. But John Wick Four was one of my one of my movies that I that I definitely love from twenty twenty three. And yeah, we, we talked about we talked about Barbie, we talked about Oppenheimer, we talked about Air. You guys, Guardians of the Galaxy three. I I can't say enough about it. Uh, but yeah, those are those are my movies. Uh, of course, Across the Spider Verse two. Honestly, I for you know that just washed out saying that I, I I feel you know so that's also another one too that just did not disappoint. I probably seen I probably saw it like three or four times in theaters. Yeah, I think I saw it like three times in theaters actually, and didn't miss a beat with that one. Uh, TV. Uh, so the last of us, um, Forgot about that, that show. you know, that show, you know, I think cause it came out so early 2023. I was like, did it come out in 2022? I had to double check. I know it came out earlier in 2023, but yeah, the last of us, I mean, hands down, Pedro Pascal could do no wrong. That, that man, that man could, he could play anybody. Yeah, he just, he just, uh, I'm never tired of seeing him work. Uh, so he did a phenomenal job with that. And then, uh, blue eye Samurai on Netflix, uh, Definitely, oh, I don't need to start that. you know it. It's it's you know I've been I watched it. It's a uh, it go it, it it goes and the story is phenomenal. It's, you know they give you some aspects like okay like like oh like they pulled this from X movie or whatever right. And I'm not going to go and spoil it, but there's there's some there's some parallels between that. Once you guys watch it, if you do watch it, we can discuss it further. I don't want to make any spoilers, but it definitely takes you on a journey that you really come to appreciate and 
wanting to see, you know, all the pieces kind of unfold. You know, the fighting is cool. The animation's amazing. They they spare they spare no details in the animation, and I'm and I mean that. <laughs> like so so do so do not watch this with your kids because I you know it's 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 not it's not a kid friendly one, um for sure. Um, and those those are probably my top two I'll say show uh, shows that I've been watching. Uh, I'll throw in my uh my my, my honorable mention for that be anime One Piece. Um, I just kind of jumped into that because I was like you know why not and I. And it took me a while to kind of rock with the Straw Hat crew, I'm not going to lie, but there came a point in time when, and the one thing I love, I respect about this anime is that the hero loses sometimes in this one. Like Luffy, actually sometimes, he, you know, a lot of times he does, but there's a couple of times he, he took some L's and you had to come to really appreciate it because it made him, the losses always made him a better character. It always made him better and then, and then, and then as, it, as it went forward, right? So it's not like, Goku was like, oh yeah, he gets beaten up, but he almost gets strong, you know, and, and the next fight he's like, right, no, no. Luffy took an L and then went and, and disappeared for two years to go train. And then comes back, right? So it's like, I mean, and it's I mean, the build up that's the build up that is is immense. Uh there was one episode where, and this is where it got me, where like they're getting beat and like him and all his crews, uh, they're all losing. And he's like, hey guys, everybody run away. We're not strong enough to win. We're not strong enough to win. And one by one, he watches all of his friends get taken out. And at the end, He's not having some heroic speech or some sort of like, I'm going to beat you. I'm going to avenge my friends. He's sitting there balling his fist on the ground, smashing his fist at his head in the ground, saying, why am I not strong enough? Why am I not strong mm -hmm. enough? And, you know, just, and just so, and you, and emotionally you're like, damn, like, I don't think I've seen an anime protagonist demonstrate that in that way. And that for me, I was like, I was like, okay, I'm in. You, 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 you fully pulled me in with that. Uh, so you know, I I'm now down with the Straw Hat Gang, uh, for Straw Straw Hat Power Gang. I mean, and that's that was really that one episode that pulled me in. It took me, it took me a while to get there. Yeah, you know, I watched it just because everybody keeps talking about. It. But when I saw that, I said, okay, I get Luffy now. I truly do. And it does, it, and it gets worse. It gets worse. <laughs> that's just the start of like the it gets it gets you know it gets a lot more gritty and stuff like that. And the story goes on. But if you got time, you got you know time to kind of sit there and dive into it and get through a lot of you know the. It takes time to get into it for me, you know, but it it will get there. Uh, so I haven't watched the live action yet, just because I'm not sure where the live action ends in relation to where I am in the cartoon and the anime. So I'm putting down the back burner. So I'm definitely gonna watch that in the future. Video game wise, okay, Spider Man Two, we know Spider Man Two is amazing. It's at the pinnacle. It's the best. However, for me, there was another game that had me in a chokehold for most of 2023 before Spider Man Two came out, and that is Hogwarts Le Hogwarts Legacy. That yeah. thing dropped in February. Man, this says you want you want Harry Potter. We'll give you all the Harry Potter you can imagine. Anything Harry Potter related, whether it's movies, books, you know, some something J something she did, something J.K. Rowling just thought up in her brain. It was literally just pushed into this game. It was massive, expansive, detailed. Uh, just I mean, just so much stuff to get immersed in the Harry Potter world. And so you get a lot of opportunities. I mean, and you really get a chance to really traverse all around, not just Hogwarts Castle, but that whole region. Uh, and you can do the whole thing on a broomstick if you want to, honestly, just flying around. So it was a lot of fun. Uh, and that game, definitely a lot of challenges, things like that, you know. And the only thing I'd probably say knock, knock against the game is that as far as the NPCs were, I wanted my Ron and my Hermione. And they kind of they kind of give you like these pseudo NPC Fred characters, but it doesn't feel really real because you're doing all these other adventures by yourself. So it's like, dang, you know, if you had like the Ron and Hermione NPCs with you, it may make it feel a little bit more you know, in having that really built-in Harry Potter-esque feel. But otherwise, phenomenal game. 
I don't even know what they're gonna do for a part two, but I am definitely excited to see how that how that rocks for sure. Um, you know, it was de- it was a it was de- like I said, no spoilers. I mean, you know, didn't spoil. I'm not gonna spoil anything if anybody hasn't played it or you know hasn't gotten to it. But it it was a it was a very very fun game. Uh, had me in a chokehold for most of 2023 until Spider Man came out, and then I will say, uh, Jedi Survivor is also my honorable mention there. Uh, Jedi Survivor, you know, just. It, it didn't disappoint. It picked right up where you left off in uh, Fallen Order, and they just said, we're just going to keep going, keep going, keep going. And they and they kept rocking with it. The only thing I would say that in the beginning part of the game I didn't like is that while it gave you some customization for lightsabers, you couldn't, like, have one light. If you did dual with lightsabers, you couldn't, like, have one be green and one be blue. You had to have it the same color for both. I was like, eh, okay, I guess. You know, that's probably only, that's my only knock against the game. I was like, I wanted to be able to have two different color lightsabers because I'm, that's just my personal preference. But overall, the game is so much fun. Uh, you know, definitely recommend if you haven't played it. But if you but if you play it, definitely play the first one because you know that one doesn't you know because there's a lot of references to the first game and the second game, so you really kind of understand what's going on and where you are. Uh, but it's fun. It's fire, hands down. Again, really truly enjoy that game as well. But the one that surprised me, and I was like, I'm not sure, but I went with it. And when I tell you, this is this is honestly, I will say, my sleeper game in 2023, and only because it came out late in 2023, and it's only on Xbox, Starfield. Mm. That, I'm about Chris, that shit slaps. And I mean, it. It's like you. It's like it's like it's like like how Spider-Man. How it's how that gives you like you want you want Spider-Man. Okay, and this is like this is a Bethesda thing. You guys want space adventure? You want space? Here is all the space, literal, actual universe. Like you're in this, and I'm just like. I mean, you're just, you're just like, and this, it is the customizations, the 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 story, the the attention to detail, just like in the, I mean, bro, I can't, it, that, that game is one game, like, if you sit down and play that game, make sure you have like nothing else to do, make sure you don't have to dog defeat, mm-hmm. make sure you don't have a woman you have to please, make sure you have to go to work, you have a kid, mm-hmm. because that game will literally suck you in, you'll be like, I spent like how many hours trying to customize my ship of what I wanted to do or, or, or going to these little random side adventures because you're walking by and you're hearing about this and that and, you know, and making the, you know, just, and, and there's certain choices that you can make just in the setup that impact the rest of your game. Uh, and so I'm like, I'm like, you know, so I'm over here like Google, like, wait, what does this choice mean? What does that choice mean? You know, and then it really, really, really is a phenomenal game. I think the reason why, again, because it didn't get the, it doesn't have the hype of Spider-Man because Starfield is a kind of a new IP, right? Spider-Man is tried, true, been around for forever. But Starfield, yeah. If you like Space Odyssey Adventures, if you like, you know, you know, different type of like RPG type of off war, you know, diff- different worlds or something just completely different, that's the game that you really want to jump in and try. You know, people who maybe like Mass Effect series or things like that, like, oh no, this this is like this is like actual almost like this almost could be like real life, you know, in the future, in you know, the year 2400 or whatever it is, right? Because it's just that, you know, it just gives you that down to earth uh type of vibe. So that was an amazing game right there. Um, so that's 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 my 2023 list, right? But I know I had a lot to say, but that's my 2023. I didn't really sit down and think about it. Uh, that's a good solid list. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Oh um, shoot. Uh where are we at right now in terms of time? We're at about two hours, guys. I want to talk about 2024, but I think let's uh let's table that for now. Um, because there were some things that did happen that I do want to get into, but I mean I guess question do you want to keep going? Because it's two hours right now and I have still like a lot of stuff left to say about a lot of things that just happened in this week. <laughs> or should we hold off? Because I uh I mean, because star listen, I mean, big things out of my mind right now. 
Star Wars just they just now Star Wars is Mandalorian. Grogu gonna have a movie and have season four. They just uh dropped the Star Wars Outlaws video games coming out in 2024. And that's a game that I'm really excited about. And then they also dropped the fact that you can drive a car with a PlayStation 5 controller now, which which Sony and Honda had this this concept that they made made a reality, which they're not putting in production, but it's just the concept that they actually just made a real thing. So like it's yeah, like they go out, like you have a your PS5 controller and the car just comes on out. It's like, dude, you know, it's about, I guess, to really uh push forward the idea of mobility is kind of what they were going for with that concept they just dropped this week. So I have more than that, but I think, you know, in respect of time for our audience and ourselves, we're hitting two hours. I think we should kind of cut it here. And let's oh. pick that up next time. We'll go through Echo, um, yes. and maybe another I'll episode to Echo, and we'll do that. All yeah. right. But yeah, so so Thank next you. episode. Star Wars, anticipated stuff for 2024, uh, and, you know, and Echo going forward from there. Oh, and then, yeah, some other stuff, too, but I'll say that for next time, because I got a list for days. I was so excited. All right, guys. All right. Okay, so. All right. From my, from my man, Chonzo, Jamil, I'm Luther. Uh, we are Nirvana. Be the nerd, beat the game. Thank you for joining us today. Yes, take care of yourselves. Bye, guys. Bye.